Hello and welcome to the Pitchsider podcast. This week we are coming slightly later to you, um, recording this on Tuesday, which is a couple of days uh, later than we would normally, um, due to a couple of technical issues we have, but we will fill in the days we've missed. This week we'll be talking about the latest football news and confirmed transfers as well as the most interesting rumours from last week. Um, I will be joined as normal by Mr Toby. How are you? I'm great mate. How have you been? Yeah, it's good. More spicy transfers are starting to sort of, they're starting to heat up now. Um, So trying to more getting into interesting big more transfers. Absolutely. Clubs are going back for the uh, trading to start the new yeah. season. So pre-season, everything's sort of clicking on. So things are getting exciting. Let's start with the news from this week. So as far as I'm aware, there's one main story. Brett Rooney has stepped down as Derby manager this week, which... I don't think he's had a unsuccessful term at Derby. Absolutely not. He took the job uh, at Derby, knowing that he couldn't really fail. The club was definitely in a downward spiral for the financial issues they've had, with their ownership issues. Um, and what he has done there is, is nothing short of phenomenal. They've only got five players on the books uh, to start next season, um, which is crazy to think about the only reason they're not in administration was because they started last season not in um, in administration so they went into it like halfway through the season so that's why the EFL let them start the this current season um, actually in the league rather than kick them out of the league entirely um, but what what Rooney said he wanted the the ownership to to change um, there was preferred bidder an American who it didn't go through in the end but if he did buy the club, uh, Rooney would have stayed. But that didn't happen in the end. It looks like Derby has been bought by a local um, businessman, or at least that's the sort of the preferred bidder at the moment. Uh, if that goes through, that would be great for the club. Um, but in terms of Rooney, he's done a fantastic job. Um, he sort of took it to the last few games of the season, which was an amazing feat for any, any manager, especially one who's hasn't got much experience um, at any level. So, yeah, congratulations to, to Rooney. Uh, maybe, yeah, getting relegated is never an ideal situation, but it is what it is. And I think that he's got the uh, capabilities to, to take a, a job in the future, perhaps at a top championship level team or even a lower Premier League level team. Uh, it really depends on who's going to get sacked next and the availabilities. Yeah, you had to... I mean, with the squad he had and sort of having all youth players and that, he's done quite well. He put gave them a good battle, um, even though they did get relegated. So it's I don't think he's had I think he's proven himself in that in that club. Um so it's probably a good sort of step first step in his career to mm-hmm. go forward in management. Um, especially at a club that he's played at and sort of knows some of the backroom staff. So he's had a bit mentality there be interesting to see where he goes in the future yeah i reckon when lampard inevitably gets sacked he'll really might be the the top candidate or at least one of the top candidates to take that job so yeah who knows maybe we'll see him at everton soon yeah 
yeah, um, it'd be interesting. I think just talking about Lampard, I think he will be given a bit more time, especially saving them from relegation. They seem to be active in the transfer market, but it looks like they're going to lose a couple of their more starting eleven. So it'd be interesting to see who they bring in to replace that. Mm, well, with Everton, there's always they always try to pick up the calibre of players that, you know, the top six don't want. They're sort of rejects. And I don't know if that's the kind of quality that will keep them up in the league. I guess it's the sort of mentality is a big part of those kind of players when you bring them in. Yes, they want to prove a point, but, you know, they always think they have the capabilities of playing for a better team. Um, and that always doesn't, well, not always doesn't turn out well, but generally it doesn't really work out. They need to sort of look at younger players, players for the future, players perhaps from the championship that they can bring up um, or even from the lower Premier League teams. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough job for Lampard and for, for Everton in general uh, to make a real impression. And who knows really, because yeah, the signings they've been linked to have not really been inspiring so far. No, no, they haven't. Um, but there's still a long way to go in this transfer window. So be interesting to watch. Um Another story come from this week is there's been a shift of background background staff at Chelsea. Big key figures leaving Peter Cech leaving, Bruce Buck, um, Marina Sky Granaskyoff leaving um, to bring in a new reign. So Todd Bowley is filling in, um, and there's been a new board of all the new owners have been appointed. So it'll be interesting to see where this leads. Um, especially transfers but I think uh, some of these start some of these people that are leaving are missing out on big bonuses for not staying um, and I also think that they are staying to sort of make it an easier transition mm, yeah absolutely well Todd Bowley is going to be the um, uh, sort of director of the football of the transfers for at least for this window with the help of Marina um, who knows what's going to happen in this window it looks like Actually, I think it has been confirmed recently in the last couple of minutes that Rafinha is looking likely to move to Chelsea. I think the fee's been agreed apart from the uh, the salary, the wage. Um, but, you know, that's probably going to be going through as well. If they do sign Rafinha, it'd be a great signing for the club. He's a great player. Uh, he'd be definitely going to the World Cup for Brazil, probably starting alongside uh, <coughs> Vinicius Jr. and Neymar up front. Um and it's sort of a statement signing. And if also they get Sterling as well, that's quite a formidable front three of Havertz as well. Um, but yeah, in general, there's a lot of positions lacking for Chelsea, particularly centre-back. Uh, and who knows if Bowley's got the right uh, experience to guide them in this transfer market. He needs to sort of draw on the, the sources and the resources he has around him to, to make the best of the, you know, what he's got. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do think Marina is staying for this sort of transfer window. She's not going to be an active role, but she's going to sort of be there to advise and sort of help the transition. So mm-hmm. I don't think we'll see this full set up until maybe January. It'll be more of his own free reign. But there is talks of bringing in different people. Um, I think one of the highest profile is Liverpool um, director or transfer director or something yeah michael edwards yeah i can see that really happening um 
because you know the only other team he's been linked to is United, so I don't think he'll go there. So it'd be a good pickup for uh, for Chelsea. He's done a great job at Liverpool over the last um, couple of years. Um, made some really good signings for good good money, and not overpaying really. Um, so yeah, if if that is their plan, is to get someone in like Michael Edwards, then yeah, it's definitely a, a good good step to take. Definitely. Um, should we move to confirm transfers? So this week we've had a couple of transfers. So uh, Mane is probably the biggest one to buy in. Yeah. Um, and then we've had Fredericks to Bournemouth. <laughs> That's quite a shift in the first transfer you mentioned. Yeah. In the second one. Um, I just did these in. These are. I think these are in order of when they went in the week. Okay. So Fredericks to Bournemouth, which I think was a free. Nick Pope went to Newcastle. Um, Rod Rothwell gone to Bournemouth. Ariola has gone to West Ham. Minamino's moved to Monaco. Not Nottingham have signed um, a striker from West um, Union Berlin. I can't. Yeah, Iwa Yini. He's a <clears throat> he was a Liverpool player. He never got to play for Liverpool due to work permit issues. Uh, he was loaned out to actually sold to Union Berlin. He had a fantastic first year in the Bundesliga him sixth in the scoring list um he also became union berlin's highest ever transfer inbound and highest ever transfer he received uh he's signed for about 17 million pounds probably with add-ons included um so yeah great great signing he looks like a great player the nigerian international um smart signing from, from nottingham forest for sure um I know you mentioned Pope as well. He, he looks like a good pickup for Newcastle as well. Um, incredibly capable shot stopper. Um, and a great, great signing for, for Newcastle in terms of how they want to sort of progress with their building up of high-class players uh, with this takeover they had recently. Um, so, yeah, good for those guys. Yeah, yeah, I think um, he'll be a good sort of keeper for Newcastle. He's primarily, He's proven in the Premier League. Um, he did well at Burnley, so I think if he st- think if Burnley stayed up, he probably would have stayed with them. Mm. But it'd be interesting to see where he does at a more mid-table team. So it will definitely be an interesting one. Yeah, and I think that you know moves at the moment are kind of dictated because players do want um, game time for the World Cup. Um, obviously, in terms of Popeys and the running to maybe be the starting keeper for England, but more so to be uh, involved in the squad. Um, obviously, with the um, sort of rise of Ramsdale recently, it's added like another keeper to the conundrum of uh, who gets to go to these tournaments. Um, but having game time and playing games is a real incentive for players uh, making moves at the moment. So if they are able to, to achieve that, then it'll be definitely good for their hopes of of making the squad for, for England and for other nations. Definitely. There's a couple of transfers this week that sort of are, would you say, probably say 95% complete, like medicals complete or are just about to have medicals. So example of a player that's moving for the World Cup is obviously Gareth Bale. Mm. He has turned down Cardiff City to go to Los Angeles FC. So Californian beach, uh, Californian clubs. He'll be researching for the golf. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> he'll be playing alongside uh, 
Chiellini, um, who left the uh, Juventus this year, and also Carlos Vea, obviously of Arsenal and uh, Sociedad fame. It's uh, not a bad signing for LA uh, FC. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with their sort of um, weird financial rules in the MLS, but um, he's not going down as a designated player, which um, clubs only have three spots. Um, so what they've done is kind of shrewdly um, finance this move through what they call TAM, TAM, and GAM, GAM. <laughs> it, it, it's a mind fuck, basically, the, how the, the finances work in MLS, but it's mainly um, implemented to keep a level playing field. Um, but the way they've done this is to, you know, keep it sort of cheap and he's not on huge wages. Not that he needs them after playing for Real Madrid on 500k for like the last nine years. But yeah, for him to, to move to LA FC is a, is a sensible move. He'll get the game time he needs. He won't necessarily play too much, um, which, you know, at his uh, level at the moment is not what he needs. I feel like the championship would be a bit too physical for him. I feel like Cardiff probably would want to play him maybe a little bit too much, um, more than he would like to play, because um, they obviously would like to get promotion to the to the Premier League or at least get playoffs. But with uh, LAFC, it's more, you could say, relaxed. Um, they're already top of the league um, in the Western Conference. So he's moving to a team that's already playing good football. And he's um, obviously going with... Chiellini, so it's yeah, it's a good signing in in that regard. He's playing with um, players of good caliber. There is there is rumors coming from Cardiff that once he's finished his year at Los Angeles, they will go back in for him. Um, and he did he has stated that he would like to have play play for Cardiff at some point in his career. So whether he'll move after the World Cup or something to them, be interesting mm-hmm. to see. At the end of that, be the end of the MLS season as well. I, I highly doubt it, to be honest. I feel like we've seen Bale, his attitude, um, be more directed towards uh, national golf. team. Well, golf, I guess, but <laughs> national team rather than club level. You know, he had the chance to move to, I think it was like Shandong, Luen, or or one of the Chinese teams, but Madrid rejected it in the end. But yeah, I feel like at this stage in his career, he just wants to get, you know, Wales to the World Cup, which he has achieved. And now it's just the chance to get them as far as possible into the tournament. And then after that, I wouldn't be surprised if he retires. No. Let's move on. So probably another big one is Gabriel Jesus. Um, He's moved to Arsenal, looks to be coming through. which is rumoured to be is rumoured to have his medical for it before his forty five million pound move to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good transfer in some ways and not so good in other ways. I feel like with Jesus he brings a lot of um, versatility. He can play along the front three in in any position. Um, he's not going to bang you in twenty goals a season. It's kind of unlikely to see that. Although maybe if he plays uh, as sort of the main striker, he will have a better chance of doing that. Uh, you know, at City, he's been second fiddle quite a lot of the time. But he's he brings with him a lot of pedigree, a lot of experience playing in the Champions League and in uh, top games uh, across the world. He's still relatively quite young. Um, and Arteta's obviously, I think he's coached him when he was at City. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a good move in that regard. And I feel like for Arsenal and sort of the calibre of players they can bring in at the moment, it's probably one of the better signings that they could have achieved. I reckon he, he for me he seems that player that will maybe bridge that gap to 
and um, closing up the gap to maybe Spurs and maybe potentially Chelsea. But it'll be to see. He do, he's done well at City, obviously winning the league a couple of times. So it'll be interesting to see how he does in a team not like City. Uh, again, he's probably moving there so he can get game time for the World Cup. Absolutely. And the opportunity to be a star striker as well and a star player and play day in, day out, or week in, week out rather. Um, yeah. Which is obviously appealing to, to football players. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how well he um, adapts to the new club and how, you know, how he's going to do in terms of goals. Yeah. As I said, I don't think he'll get 20 goals a season, but. He has, you know, other qualities. He, he's got the ability to dribble and bring in play and pass the ball. So that will be quite attractive to Arteta and how he wants to, to play the game. Yeah, definitely. Another player that looks like it's almost done is Lukaku to Inter, um, which is a loan move. Uh, they're going to be paying an £8.5 million fee for his loan. Uh, I think he's t- had to take a wage cut for this as well. But again, this, I don't think this is a move that anyone sort of is too disappointed in. Um, maybe Chelsea fans were spending 100 million on him to be loaned out back to the same club a year later. Uh, it's a really bad bit of business. It's got to go down as one of the worst transfers in history. Um, yes. Regardless of what's going to happen at Inter Milan, if they buy him or not, his value is going to decrease. He's you know, obviously going to be older. Um, and yeah, he's not going to move for that kind of money again, that hundred million pounds. He's had three or four attempts of returning to the, or, or moving to different Premier League teams. And he hasn't had the same uh, level of success that he did at Everton, uh, mainly because that team was built um, very much around him. Uh, every other club is not so much. Like, I feel like particularly at Chelsea, um, the fault lies not only with Lukaku, but with Tuchel as well. And generally the, the, the people who brought him into the club. I feel like Tuchel could have done a lot better into implementing him and sort of using his best strengths. Um, yeah. His possibilities, but we didn't really see that. At least, no, at least not later on. Early on, I think he started a bit better. But sometimes... Yeah, the, the team was never built around him. I think, I think, especially with the teams nowadays, especially with City, Liverpool, even United and Chelsea to a point, these teams aren't built round one player nowadays. They're built round a system and it's brought in players, to, like world-class players to play that system. It's more built round the coach in style rather than an individual player now, where I suppose years ago or like the lower teams, they build a team round their star player. Yeah, so, that's true. But I feel like when you bring in a player for £100 million, you need to have a sort of an idea of, of how you want to play with him. And yeah, you do kind of want to set up a team to you know get the best of his abilities out, um, which Chelsea completely failed to do. Um, I'm not saying it's just Chelsea's fault though. His attitude, Lukaku's attitude, was horrendous, especially with that interview. I think we mentioned it in a previous podcast, but his, his interview for Sky Italia, which basically said that you know he wanted to go back to Inter only like a couple of months after signing for Chelsea. It's a huge yeah. disrespect to the club, and I imagine Chelsea fans, probably you as well. Um, I'm quite happy to see the back of him. Um, yeah, I'm in two minds about it. Um, I would have liked to see maybe give him another season to see, but I do understand and I'm reflecting on it more now. I feel like it's probably a better move just because of the, I mean, he probably created a toxic atmosphere in that squad just mm. 
No, no, that's it. Mm, yeah, I agree. Um, I think he created that toxic atmosphere, and I'm I'm not going to say it's probably why Chelsea didn't <laughs> do as well as they should have done, but it could be a reason why certain players didn't play if they're saying, well, why is he getting a chance if he actually doesn't want to be here? I, so, know, I, I agree with that. They didn't score that much, Chelsea, to be honest, particularly in the league. I know, I know he did end up the top scorer, but it was only with eight goals or something like that. So it just shows that it didn't really work out at the top end of the pitch this year for Chelsea. So, uh, with, you know, obviously with bringing in Rafinha, um, I feel like Chelsea's kind of want a fresh start. If they can get out the, the negativeness of, of Lukaku, um, it's definitely a good thing. You don't want that sort of attitude at your club. No. Well, let's, um, while we're on Chelsea, we may as well talk about some of the other players they're linked to because, again, Chelsea's been linked to most players. Um, we just talked about Rafinha. Obviously, a big one is Sterling. We're still linked heavily to £50, mil, £50 million move to Sterling, which, again, with Rafinha, that could be a really good strike, sort of like front attack. Yeah, Sterling is a phenomenal player. I feel like he's slightly too heavily criticised. Yeah, since Aguero came in, I think, uh, like 2011-12, uh, no other player for City has scored as much other than Aguero. Um, and uh, second place was uh, Sterling. He's he's you know got a lot of experience. He's capable of scoring and finishing. And, you know, sometimes he has an old blunder, but you know, a lot of players do. I feel like... It's a sensible transfer for Chelsea. Um, the alternative, I know they're rumoured to, to be interested in Sumo Dembele, but yeah, that would have been a recipe for disaster with his injury record. So for Sterling to, to come to Chelsea makes a quite a smart move. And only had a year left on his contract, so it makes sense for City as well to sort of cash in on him for what they could get as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, it would be a very smart move and honest i'm looking forward to seeing if he does come and if he does we all know one thing he will score so might bridge that little bit of a gap between chelsea and liverpool and city but city seems to be i think they're going to be on a different level this season also linked to chelsea um two players that definitely won't be appearing in the chelsea shirt is neymar and ronaldo um these are very, these are very sort of like big players, and yeah, I don't think either of them are going to move from their club. No, <laughs> I've got nothing to uh, say about them. No. <laughs> um, also linked to Chelsea, we've got Jonathan Klaus. Yeah, from, Jonathan Klaus. Klaus from um, Lens. Lons. Lons. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, back up right back. Not much really to say be probably filling one of the gaps that Chelsea need but big uh, thing Jonathan oh, Ch- class is oh God, I don't want to make the joke but he is class he, he's actually he's really decent he's really quite quick uh, fullback he's in the French squad now uh, he's getting a few games for them obviously won't be a starter but it's a really sensible transfer if they do pick him up he won't be too expensive either and he's got great qualities um, I'd love to see him in the, in the Premier League I wouldn't mind United on him to be honest yeah and probably the biggest issue at Chelsea is centre-backs. So it looks like Jules Kunde has sort of the interest from Chelsea has called off since the changes in the backroom staff um, and more focus has been 
pushed on De Litt from Juventus would mm. would be a nice transfer, um, but I think he's going to cost a lot of money. Mm, it's class De Litt. Yeah, I think the rumours is 100 million euros. So <laughs> I don't know if Chelsea want to go down that route again. I, I don't. I don't think they want to. It looks like they're looking to do a swap deal with either Pulisic or Werner. Out of my choice, I'd probably say I'd rather do swap deals with um, Werner. I really I rate Pulisic and I want him to stay. Yeah, but swap deals never happen in reality. They're very, very rare, so I doubt that yeah. will happen. And I feel, I feel like Pulisic will stay just because Bodhi's come in and he kind of, I imagine he wants a sort of an American figurehead. Um, or at least it wouldn't look great selling, you know, his prime American asset. The best probably American player playing at the moment would look good on him. No. Um, another transfer Chelsea looking at is from Man City again. Nathan Ake looks looking at bringing him back to the club. Um, so whether that be a good move, I don't know. But he is a good defender in the Premier League. So... Mm, especially if they play through at the back, I think he's quite useful because he's left-footed. Yeah, um, yeah, quite quite a decent player. Um, I don't know how much he'll go for nowadays. Maybe like forty million or so. So you could probably maybe maybe if you had like another ten twenty million on top, you can get a bit better player. But yeah, if the right price, he's he'll be a good signing. Yeah, um, players to leave Chelsea. We've got Kepa to Nice um, and Zayic to AC Milan. These play, I mean, Zayic was barely used last season. Um, and yeah, I think out of him or Pulisic, I prefer Zayic to go. Um, and Kepa, Kepa needs to go and get first team. He's a first team sort of keeper playing sec- second fiddle. So, or at least it's the mentality that he is. Yeah. Well, he, he needs, he needs to go. He's, Again, Chelsea spent a lot of money on him to sit on the bench. So we need to try and recoup some of that money. I think it's just a write-off. <laughs> Insurance write-off. Yeah. <clears throat> you won't get your money back for him. I was just going to say, should we move to United? Because again, they're like Chelsea, linked to everyone. Where to start? So I would start with Ericsson. Ericsson to United. Mm. So United at the moment are linked to every... Ex or current Ajax player, um, obviously Ericsson fits that bill. Um, I'm not sure I want him at the club. Maybe if he's willing to play back up to Fernandez, I don't know if I'd like him to play a sort of a deeper role. He did that well for for Brentford, but I don't know. He's, he's 30 years old. He's I don't know, he's got qualities. It's a bit of a weird one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we need to get a bit more younger players, and I don't like the. Uh, Always go for the older players, kind of move. Um, so maybe well, like Antonio will probably fit your bill. Antonio, what's that? Yeah, no, from uh, Ajax. Oh, Anthony. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Ant- Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony's Anthony's um, a decent left winger. Definitely not the position we sort of urgently to strengthen. Uh, defensive midfielder would be the top priority, and maybe. Maybe a centre back as well, um, and maybe another midfielder. Um, but yeah, Anthony would be a good signing. I feel like uh, Ten Hag really rates Anthony. He had a great season, to be fair to to the Brazilian lad. Um, if we can bring him into the club, it would cost an arm and a leg. Uh, but yeah, quite an attractive signing it would be. And um, you're also linked to, um, I think it's what is it Watford's backman, 
Yeah, Daniel Backman, who's got one of the worst save percentages in the Premier League. He'll come in as backup, like because um, Henderson, Dean Henderson, is off to to Forest on loan. Um, not sure there's going to be a release clause involved, um, although it was reported initially. I don't, I don't really care much for Backman. I mean, we've got Tom Heaton. Uh, I'm not sure about Grant anymore. He might be a coach nowadays, but yeah, we've got Tom Heaton, so I don't think he's better than Heaton. And he's not even in the Austria squad anymore because he's that bad. And probably the biggest transfer you're linked to is De Jong. Yeah, De Jong would be a good signing, an expensive signing. Um, obviously, with Barcelona's uh, finances at the moment, they kind of have to sell somebody. Um, and he's one of the main assets that they could sell. It would cost, I think, around 75 million euros, which is a lot of money. And he's not a true defensive midfielder. He sort of he operates best at a double pivot. So we would need to bring in another sort of defensive-minded player to play alongside him. Um, it, it is, in a way, sort of a replacement for Pogba, I can imagine. Um, he's got a lot of good quality, especially with his short passing and his, his general distribution of play. Um, I would like to see him at United, uh, especially under Ten Hag, which, you know, he played really good football underneath. But he doesn't solve all the problems, essentially. Maybe a partnership with Van der Beek? Possibly, possibly. I feel like we need a true, true defensive midfielder, though. Somebody who, that, I guess that position is quite rare um, to find that, you know, world-class um, defensive midfielder. You know, you've got Fabinho, Casemiro, um, Kante. Well, Kante's not really the true, it's more box-to-box. But somebody to sort of um, sweep, collect the ball, and then distribute it to either De Jong or to Fernandez would be nice. But... Who knows? They're kind of rare at the moment and they're expensive as well. Very uh, sought after position. Yeah, especially a certain Englishman at West Ham. Probably why I mentioned West Ham, they also surprised linked to Walter Prowse. Walter Prowse? Mm. Mm. West Ham. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like he's he's the captain of Southampton, so I, I don't think he'll move unless no. they get relegated, to be fair. Um, he's a great player. I feel like if he does move to that kind of club, though, um, he might, you know, be in real contention to be a starter for England. But I don't know. It's hard to tell. He's great at set pieces and his general play is actually very good. Um, quite an underrated player. But I think for him, if he stays at Southampton, he could be like a maybe a club icon. He, he came through the academy there and he's been there for his, his whole career. So if I were him, I'd stay at Southampton. Yeah, yeah, I think he uh, should stay as well. Um, Everton are linked to Harry Winks. I don't think there's too much here. I haven't heard too much. I just saw this. Um, well, as, as, as we said earlier in the, the pod, they're after sort of the caliber players that are not good enough for the top six. And although, you know, if they get Winks for good money, maybe around 10 million or so, it's it, it'll be half decent signing. But you know, they'll probably end up paying like 20, 25 million or something stupid like that. And it won't be a good move. No, and probably big transfer we haven't talked about yet is probably Calvin Phillips to Man City. Yes, so it's gone through, I think, around 45 million pounds or in that sort of region. Fantastic signing for for City, obviously he's generally quite a local lad from Leeds, not too far away. Um, 
he's done great under Bielsa and he's had a fantastic career for Leeds being that sort of enforcer role and even for England during the last tournament he sort of played more of a more of a box-to-box sort of role uh, with Rice being the more the holder um, he's got fantastic qualities and I feel like he's still young enough and still has the sort of qualities that he can still improve uh, particularly under Guardiola who you know has the ability to elevate players. So to for them to sign him is a great, great acquisition and he will replace Fernandinho, who's, who's obviously left the club after, I don't know how many years, 10, 10 years or so. So yeah, good signing for the club. Um, Newcastle have signed Botman from, uh, well, nearly enough, signs Botman. Looks from like, Lille. From Lille. Yes, so it's it's a region of about thirty to thirty five million pounds. Uh, he's been linked to a lot of clubs. Botman recently, most of the Lille team were after winning the league. Um, he's a fantastic uh, Dutch centre back. Uh, he hasn't actually been capped by the Dutch team yet because um, they, they've got quite a good wealth of uh, talent uh, at centre half. But yeah, uh, just to to move to the Premier League is a great great acquisition for for Newcastle. Uh, he's 22 years old. He's he's um, obviously won the, the league in France, and he's uh, yeah got a lot of pedigree. He's come through the Ajax academy, so I think he won the Europa League there. I'm not sure he was necessarily a starter, but um, yeah, great move for for the club. Good player in general. Um, Origi has had a medical as of today at uh, AC Milan. Looks like it's going to be him going to Italy. Probably a good move for him. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think Liverpool fans will say he's a bit of a club legend, not necessarily in the traditional sense, but you know his ability to score and make an impact in big games, uh, particularly the Champions League um, run that they had. Um, yeah, it's a, an interesting player. I feel like for for um, for AC Milan, it's a it's a good acquisition. Um, they've got you know Giroud and Ibrahimovic up front, who are kind of an agent, but still highly. Um, you know, got a lot of quality, but he had to, another dimension, another dynamic. So I think he'll do well in Italy. Um, and probably finally, uh, good story. I don't, I didn't know where to fit this in. Whether it's a rumor or whether it's more confirmed or whether it's a new story. Um, Inkuku has signed a new contract at RB Leipzig, mm-hmm. but with a transfer clause of about 65 million i believe or something close to that. yes yeah so it's got a release clause of 60 million uh, euros which is a phen- phenomenal um, price um it's, it's a little bit similar to that of, of harland you know harland signed for dortmund with a, a low release clause because they knew that you know he'd have a big impact at the club um and in a way that agreement sort of um put you know trust on both sides knowing that he'll do his best for the club and at the same time allow the player to move to a destination basically where they want to choose because the money um, that they would go for with the release clause is, is relatively low for that kind of quality of player and Nkunku had individually probably the best season of any player in Europe I think you should win Ballon d'Or but you know that's going to go to Benzema of course but you know in an ideal world the you know the level of goals and assists that he's provided for Leipzig um, in this in this season just gone is is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I would love to see him in the Premier League um, for, for any team, particularly United, of course. But 
yeah, he's he's a world class player, and um, it's a it's a good signing for for Leipzig. He's you know their main man. If they keep him, well, they have kept him for another year. It sort of bolsters their hopes of doing well in the Champions League because that's that's what they go into this year. They obviously won the 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 Deutsche Pokal, um, being Freiburg on penalties. I think we mentioned that in a prior pod. Um, but yeah, generally for Ajax is a fantastic move, and I think for Funkunka as well, it helped his develop development as well. Um, the the team I wouldn't say necessarily is built around Nkunku, but he fits the the profile and the the way they play perfectly. So it's a great great move, um, great signing for for all involved in that. And it'll be very interesting to see who activates. Well, not not who activates. I think there'll be a lot of teams who activate the release clause, but who uh, Nkunku wishes to sign for after that uh, is met. we move on I've got this one quick question for you and uh, test your Liverpool knowledge um, and your history okay if you're, if you're as a United it, fan this sounds like great yeah. fun uh, we need a, we need a Sheik on a special guest a Sheik on this week to answer this question it comes from 2016 when Mane first signed for Liverpool can you name the starting 11 that started along the 10 that started alongside Mane when he made his debut for Liverpool? 2016? Yes. Um, Henderson? Yes. Uh, this, should I do this in any order? Uh, you can do it in any order or you can do it in the formation. It's up to you. Okay, I'll do it in any order. Lovren? Yes. Klein? Uh, yes, it was. Milner? No. Well, Milner was the club then, wasn't it? 2016? He, he didn't start in this oh, game. Oh, yeah, okay, no. okay, okay. Um, oh, Jesus. Coutinho? Yes. Lucas Leiva? No. Lalana? Yes. Uh, Storage? No. 2016 was for Firmino there. Yes, Firmino started. Anything go? Anything go? Yes, Minule. Uh There's what am I missing? Midfield. Three more players: one midfielder, centre back, and the left back. Matip. No, Matip was not there. Oh. Um, so the centre Clavin is the centre back, yes. Uh, the left back is Spanish. Enrique, no. Moreno, yes. And the midfielder is Dutch. Oh, Ronaldo, yes. So it was Minlengo, Klein. Um, Lovrinch, Clavin, and Moreno. Uh, midfield three of Lalana, Henderson, and Wijnaldum. And then you've got Mane, Firmino, and Coutinho. Not a bad team, some of the players. No. Um, Not sure about Klein, though. <laughs> or Lovren, but Lovren will tell you that he is the best defender in the world. <laughs> yeah, I think that just about wraps up 
this week's podcast. Um, again, sorry, it was late. Hopefully next week will be released at our usual time on Monday at eight o'clock. For any of the latest transfers this week, please check us out on our socials, Instagram, Twitter, or Reddit. Um, and Reddit is probably the best place to get in contact with us. Um, as usual, thepitsider.com is the best place to find the latest articles. Um, uh, thank you for joining me, Toby. Thank you, mate. It's been a pleasure as always. And thank you for the listener for once coming back. And hello to all of our new listeners. And we hope we're keeping you entertained. Um, yeah, join us next week. And goodbye. <laughs>